Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Well, thank you very much, Nicole, as we start another week of Nightside. My thanks to Jordan Rich, who sat in on Friday night with me, for me, I should say, and had an opportunity to attend a um, high school class reunion, Boston Latin School, class of I'm not going to tell you, but a lot of nice people were there, um, gentlemen who I went to school with many years ago, uh, along with their um, their wives, and it was a really lovely evening at the Framingham Country Club. So, having thanked Jordan, we will move into tonight's program, and we are going to talk about gas prices and diesel fuel prices. I was a little stunned over the weekend when I rolled up to my favorite gas station, which always has the lowest gas prices I can find generally, and they were up to four and a quarter. Found out today that gas prices in Massachusetts are actually up, I guess, on an average to about $4.39. So I saved a little bit of money, but gas is just going up. And then we'll talk about Vladimir Putin's speech today. This this guy is unbelievable. Uh, he he completely rewrites history, has a revisionist view of history like virtually no one I've ever, um, ever had any experience with before. So we'll talk about what he said today in the Kremlin's uh, victory speech, a uh, victory day speech, uh, and, and perhaps even more importantly, what he didn't say. But first off, we're going to take on a subject tonight that we have not before uh, looked at in some depth and with some specificity. But before we do that, my name is Dan Ray. I'm the host of the show. Rob Brooks is back in the control room, set to take your phone calls. And you can write these phone numbers down, 617-254-1030. The other one is easy, is 617-931-1030. Give you a couple of options to get in. We also have an 888 number, which I'll give, but I don't want to overwhelm you with numbers now. I'd like to introduce you to um, Mark um, Godis. Uh, have I pronounced that correctly, Mark? Because last names are important to me. Yes, you have, Dan. I appreciate uh, your having me on this evening. You're very welcome. So we're going to talk tonight about the um, service, the, the, the service here in Greater Boston, I guess... Um, the ride serves, I think it's about 80 communities or something like that. Um, not every community within the sound of my voice, even in Massachusetts, is covered by the ride, but it's a, it's what's called a paratransit program for people with physical, mental, or cognitive disabilities, uh, which makes it a little impossible or maybe completely impossible for them to ride on the MBTA. Uh, and the ride has been around here in Massachusetts uh, since, I guess, 1977. So it's been here a long time, uh, over over 45 years. I guess that would make it 45 uh, years old this April. But I have heard lots of complaints uh, about the ride, and I spoke with Mark earlier today, and we're just going to focus initially on his experience, and then I hope some of you will share your experiences with the ride. So, Rob, uh, Mark, uh, speaking to you today... It was clearly pretty clear to me. You are a freelance journalist, and you also 
work as a caregiver for your mom who's 80 years of age, 80 years of age um, and who is, uh, I think as you described it to me, wheelchair-bound. So, um, she, yes, she is. She needs the ride for what type of services? What, what, what does she use the ride for? Well, as is the case with uh, a lot of folks who use the ride, in her case, uh, because of her extensive medical history, she has um, ongoing outpatient medical visits for which she needs the ride. But also, too, equally important, but unfortunately less frequently, she uses it for important social outings. And, you know, because of reasons we, we can get into, th- there are some other options available, but both, both from a cost perspective and just in her case because of her wheelchair status, the ride is really uh, what she requires to get out. And over the last two years, if, if, if we hadn't lived these experiences, it's almost something out of a movie. And then the macro numbers are, to me, a scandal in and of themselves. But our experiences have been horrific and as somebody who has to accompany my mother on her uh, trips with the ride I have been a personal witness to each and every one of them so um, how long has your mom been using the ride first of all how many years well she's been using it I'd say for close to 10 years and it started out with her just requiring the sedans because this happens a lot of folks as you get older you know your mobility it declines over time and so she started using the sedans primarily but then due to spinal stenosis and osteoarthritis and other factors uh, she became you know wheelchair bound and so she requires the van service okay um, has it always been as unreliable as you described to me or has it gotten worse recently it, it, well, it's hard to answer because for the first few years when she was using the sedans, um, when a, I, we weren't as perceptive of you know, poor service because if a sedan didn't show up or is running late in a pinch, um, she could use alternate means of transportation. But over the last three years especially where you know, she's pretty much confined to her wheelchair, um, the ride is her really and, tr- and truly only man- means of transportation. And the experiences have just been quite numerous where um, you book these trips at least a day in advance, and that's what I can't understand. This is not generally same-day service. So you book these trips. There is a, a nominal fee. It's not a free service, uh, but you do, you do have to pay for them. And there's a, t- a tier structure based on how far you're going, but generally okay. it's about 4 or $5 each way. Okay, so you and seem like the- a reasonable, rational guy. Um, yes. What are, what are the experiences, and we only got a minute here before my break and I do want to take my break sure. you, you mentioned it's been horrific give me a quick yeah. one minute summary if you would of the the lack of service or the problems that you've run into and we'll, we'll expand on these on these after the break and I'm also Absolutely. hoping other folks will join us uh, we tried to communicate with the ride today uh, and uh, and see if they would have someone who could respond, and they were as unresponsive to us as I think you claim they have been to you. So uh, surprise, I was surprise. pretty frustrated with the ride this afternoon, about two thirty or three o'clock. I'll lay that out as well. But give me a quick synopsis, if you could, without going into great detail, of yeah. the types of problems that you and your mom have um, have experienced. Well, first off, a number of these incidents have occurred, you know, within the backdrop of a pandemic. So let's not forget that. But generally, they run the gamut from rides not showing up, 
uh, drivers who have such a bizarre um, demeanor, you know, while while transporting that you actually have to call the police and be removed from a van, to being literally, speaking of the pandemic, being left stranded at a public venue uh, where for several hours you could not get through to the ride's dispatch center, and so an ambulance company would have to pick up the slack, as was the case one day last summer, and take you home. Um, and these are trips, at least in my mother's case, that logistically are not complicated. We don't go far afield. In fact, a number of them happen right within our home city of Chelsea. Um, and, and miss medical appointments and just even the customer service experience the whole times. From it's, it's a systemic issue with this service. Okay, fair enough. Let's, let's do this. We'll take a break. When we get back, we will uh, talk more about the ride. I have a number of... Uh, listeners who over the years have asked me to do a story on this and today when we spoke I just thought this was a good example to talk about. My name's Dan Ray. This is Nightside 617-254-1030. If you'd like to get on board, 617-931-1030. Back right after this. Now back to Dan Ray, live from the Window World Nightside Studios on WBZ News Radio. We're talking about the MBTA ride. Uh, My guest is Mark uh, Godus. Uh, he's talking about the failures of the ride. Um, let's let's drill down a little bit here. Um, sure. And, and do we know offhand how many passenger, how many trips are taken every year? We we did try to contact the ride today. I'm going to explain in a moment the frustration we had with them. Do you happen to know? I, I'm asking a question. I know I don't know the answer to it. I'm not sure you know the answer to it either. Well, I just know that in terms of, uh, and this is so interesting um, monetarily, but last year alone, between no-show trips, that's where it means just what it implies, that, that people who, you know, presumably for medical appointments or maybe to go to a, you know, a family event that you book these trips, there were approximately 17,000 no-show trips. And then beyond that, there were approximately 89,000, let me repeat that, 89,000 trips that were late. And from the ride's perspective, that would be 20 minutes and above. And typically, you know, people that I've spoken to, to have a, a van or a sedan be late two, three, four hours is not unheard of. So, so cumulatively, over yeah. the course of a year, there are essentially 100,000 mishaps, if you will. Sure. And, <clears throat> and to the extent that there is uh, fines, the, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, and I'm not sure if they're fining the MBTA directly or if it's the two transportation companies who act as vendors for, on behalf of the MBTA to run the service. But each time there's either a no-show van or sedan or a late vehicle, 20 minutes or more, there's a fine. And the, the fines were about approximately $2 million. But what's interesting to me is that goes to the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. The actual aggrieved riders get nothing. Yeah, the person who misses the medical appointment or who misses the lunch with friends um, uh, doesn't receive a benefit. And um, I I will tell you this. My producer today reached out to a woman named um, Kristen Panucci, 
who's the communications director for the Massachusetts Department of Transportation. I'm sure that Kristen's a lovely person, makes a good salary working for the Department of um, Transportation. So my producer wrote, Hi, Kristen. Reaching out from WBZ News Radio on behalf of the program, Nice Out with Dan Ray. Tonight we'll be discussing the MBTA's ride program. We have a guest on the topics who's a freelance journalist and caretaker who claims the program has been very unreliable for him as well as for some other users. We want to keep an open mind about this topic and give you the courtesy that we will be discussing it and also invite you or a spokesperson for the ride to call in on our guest line and so she gets a response from um, Kristen um, I guess about a dozen words Marita doesn't even say like hi Marita Marita I'm passing this along to my MBTA colleagues who were CC'd on this email thanks Kristen so you know that's a a pretty cold response, okay, yeah, but that's okay. So later, Marita, my producer, who's very competent, receives a email from a woman named Lisa uh, Battiston. Now, we have no idea who Lisa Battiston is. Um, she her signature line does not like Marita says executive producer WBZ nice eye with Dan Ray producer and digital lead blah 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 um, so Lisa writes hi Marita at least she got a hi gotta give her that <laughs> thanks for reaching out and letting us know about this evening's program's topics my apologies given the short notice I don't believe we have anyone available to participate this evening and I'm politely declining I'm told our paratransit and accessibility teams are preparing for and focused on a subcommittee meeting of the MBTA's Riders Transportation Access Group happening tonight. If there are any questions you'd like to send for a response via email, however, I'd be happy to gather responses for you, best Lisa. <laughs> no indication who Lisa is. Um, and obviously, this isn't like an advice columnist in a newspaper were a radio show so we wanted to have we wanted to give the ride the opportunity because we believe in fairness here on Nightside the opportunity to respond to whatever points you or the callers are going to make so if the ride is not responsive to us that indicates to me that they're probably not particularly responsive to their customers either and it gives me a sense that you got some credibility my friend well, and th there's two there's two um, responses I have to that scenario, and it does not surprise me. N number one, when w my mother's had situations where she's had a you know just a horrendous ride experience, um, so the the only means really you have to to complain is you can submit uh, a complaint via email or you can do it over the phone. Um, Fifty percent of the time, you may get a form letter several weeks thereafter with really no contact information to rebut it or to, to speak to somebody fulsomely about, you know, your concerns. It's the same form letter. We apologize for the poor experience. We'll try to do better, better, et cetera. But what is so galling to me, and ride passengers, I think, who are listening can relate to this, you, you as a elderly, disabled uh, paratransit pastor can have a terrible experience um, provided to you by a, the state, uh, a state transit, the state's transit authority. And then the next day, it's like it's, it's never happened. Nobody's going to call you. No one is going to see how you're doing. In fact, that uh, incident that I was describing before the break where my mother was left stranded and an ambulance company had to take my mother home. Think about it. 
you have the, the MBTA via the ride taking somebody out in a wheelchair. They take them to a public venue, and they know full well that they never brought them home. And I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming you know, they understand that somehow or other they got, but nobody from the ride would even have the decency to call even the next day and say, how is your mother? How did you folks get home? Now, I assume that you, had, yeah. I assume that you were smart enough, because you seem like a smart guy, to have scheduled not only the ride to the event or, or you know, to, to the dinner or wherever you, you, you went, and also schedule one for going home. So they didn't show up for the second one. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so let me, let me, let me just, let me just run an analogy by you. Imagine if some, I don't know, Cub Scout troop decided to have an outing with a dozen uh, little Cub Scouts from pick a town, you know, any town around right. Boston, to go to a Red Sox game. A wonderful idea. So they drive in, they go to the game, you know, they meet at the, the, the Cub Scout place or the school, and they leave. And after the game, about an, half an hour, hour after the game, the, the, the troop comes back to the school, and the parents are going to pick them up. And instead of having, you know, 12 little Cub Scouts, there were 10 or 11. You would think that someone at that point might have said, did you do a head count? <laughs> you know, I can't imagine a Cub Scout troop leaving kids somewhere at an event in downtown Boston, and I can't imagine the ride leaving someone like your mom in a wheelchair stranded. But but based on the numbers, this happened as far as no shows seventeen thousand times yep. last right. year. And you know, fundamentally, fundamentally, this is a paratransit service, and it is run so haphazardly in such a shambolic manner to just transport these people. And this is the this is okay, the problem. I'm sure. Let me ask you this. I, I'm it's sure. Reliability day to day. We've established this. So my question is: Okay, you're a smart guy. I'll bet you you've called the governor's office. You get some action from the governor's office? Well, uh, the last year has actually been, I have devoted a significant amount of my personal time to advocate for my mother and, by extension, all of the other similarly situated, you know, ride passengers. Mm -hmm. Crickets. Crickets. The governor's office, uh, the attorney general's office, um, I was told by, it sounded like a high school intern type of person who I, first of all, if you're an everyday citizen, not somebody like yourself, uh, you really can't speak to anybody important within any, you know, state government. You're, you're going to get an intake person, a you know, high school kid is doing it for, you know, school credit or, you know, college intern, nobody in, in authority. They don't take you seriously. I was essentially blown off by the governor's office. I was told to hire a private attorney, and, and we can get into this. The fee-based attorneys are not interested in this type of discrimination case, and so really, where my I've been doing battle essentially with the Mass Commission Against Discrimination, which this last May has been a whole year since they filed a complaint on my mother's behalf against the MBTA. The problem is, and I mentioned this to you when we spoke earlier, Dan, and I mean this sincerely, you. And everyone listening to this broadcast tonight know as much about the status of my mother's complaint as we do. In a whole year, in a whole year, we've never gotten a call or an email to update us. And to the extent that I spoke with the chief of investigations about three weeks ago at Mass Commission Against Discrimination, he was very candid, Dan. He said that... Uh, the initial investigator, who is now, if you can believe it, the ADA coordinator for the Attorney General, 
she left the commission without informing us, and there is, there is no currently assigned investigator to my mother's complaint, and they have complaints going as far back as 2018, 2019 that are just, you know, kind of languishing. So the idea of the MCAD, you know, coming to the rescue here is a non-starter. And fundamentally, speaking of Amara Healy, I'm not an attorney, but it seems to me that the backstop for ensuring uh, that people's rights are not violated, that they're not discriminated against. And this is what this is. This is discrimination under the Americans with Disabilities Act. The Attorney General's office is not picking up the slack for MCAD and just, just generally, you know, seemingly not interested in this as a public issue. Okay, we're going to pause here. It's 8.30. The news is ready. We'll get to phone calls. The only two lines that are open right now, again, it's amazing, folks. The easiest line to get in on is 617-931-1030. If you'd like to join the conversation, we'll get you in between now and 9 o'clock. We're going to talk with Joe and Glenn and Gene and John and love to hear from you. 617-931-1030. I must say, Mark, that since I spoke with you today, this lack of response from the folks at the ride, again, these people, these bureaucrats, um, public relations people who don't even have the courtesy to pick up the phone and even inquire and say, well, who are you having on tonight? I mean, if this well, is going to be someone who's going to criticize the, the agency that I work for, um, you would think they would at least have some intellectual curiosity, but it is it is. It just doesn't seem to be there. We're going to take a break, Mark. I got a break because I got the news. No Hold problem. your thought. We'll be back on Nightside, all the way till nine o'clock, right after the news and a couple of messages. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Mark Godis is my guest. Um, he is a freelance journalist and uh, a caretaker for his mom, who uh, is uh, uses a wheelchair at the um, eighty years young, um, and he has been in a a real um, battle with the ride and I think maybe other people have had other experiences so we finally did get to this topic let's go to Joe and Lynn who I know is has had problems with the ride Joe go right ahead hello Dan hi Mark Mark is Dan he sounds like he's right in the studio with us. does he have one of those special boxes you know when you're nope broadcast? let's get right to the topic Joe because okay, I want to I want to get as many callers in here yeah tonight. absolutely I, I've been using the ride mark for years, and they used to be good, and I've had bad experiences. I've been no-showed. I've been stranded. I've had drivers treat me terrible. I've had drivers treat me good. All you get is a letter. And right. I have tried. Exactly. I have I have also tried to help Dan get the penny on, penny quit. A lot of people are quitting working for the ride. It just, it's just going down the tubes. I've had to use go-go transportation. I've been stranded. One time the ride had lift pick me up and they would go by three and four times that's how they get paid some they, they don't pick us up some the ride doesn't like to come in anymore and they're supposed to because i can't see or up at the doctors i have to go downstairs and wait outside sometimes oh, it's just a stinking mess and i i'm glad you're on and dan you could pass my number to him if he ever wants to talk to me but uh, i've had all kinds of experiences it's three dollars and 75 cents a ride or something like that. I would be willing to pay $5 for improvement for the ride, but it's just gone down the tubes, Mark. I, I know a lot of others like Glenn and others have had bad experiences. I'd just like to hear your comments. If you want to ask me any questions, you can. Good luck with your mother. I want to say that. First well, I could just say this. Um, trying you so today, you know, my producer sent a very nice letter, a very clear letter 
um, personal letter to the person, uh, Kristen Panucci, the communications director. She oh. basically sent back, well, I'm passing this along to my MBTA colleagues who CC'd in this email. <laughs> That's it. That's off her desk. And then uh, Marita gets a, a letter, a little more friendly letter, but nonetheless didn't provide a guest for tonight or anybody to respond with the, the final sentence. If you have any questions you'd like to send them for a response via email, I'd be happy to gather responses for you. Oh, wonderful. We'll send you a response and maybe you'll uh, a couple of questions and you might get back to us two or three weeks from now and that's what we do. You want to say to these people, have you ever heard of radio, the immediacy of radio? You have a guest on. You make, you make some comments that are critical of the agency you represent. We give you an opportunity to respond to it. Yeah, Dan, one other thing. <laughs> you know, it's, oh, yeah. They are so I, far I behind say. the times, it's yeah. disgraceful. It's disgraceful. Dan, one Joe, other thing. Um, can yeah. I say one other thing? Sure. I want to say Marita is very nice, and I've gotten letters from the right. All they say is thank you, and if you have a complaint, like, for instance, I, I can't wear a mask because I have difficulty with it. They took it out of my profile, and I have a letter from a doctor. It's supposed to be in the profile. I've tried to get it in. I've called. It does no good. And I don't think they're, they get fined on this no-shows because we, we hear about it, and if we get so many no-shows, we get suspended. I don't know what happens, but this whole ride has to be redone. I mean, there's bad and good passengers, too. A lot of us are very good, but this kind of treatment is, is, is horrendous. And, Mark, I can agree with you. Testify. You're very good to your mother. I'm proud of you. All right, Joe. Uh, Joe, Thank thanks you. very much. Thank I got you keep so much, Joe. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate your kind words. All right. Let me go next to, uh, before I mention Glenn in Brighton, who also happens to be non-sided. Go ahead, Glenn. Yeah, I'm a freelance blind piano tuner, and last uh, October, you know, I work in this music store in Waltham. They know, the music store no longer will let me come in on Friday because of what happened. They they close at 7. Like, 7.30 comes around. Where's your ride? So I call them. Oh, uh, the vehicle is disabled. We can't come till 9.30. And it was pouring rain out, so the manager and I had to sit outside in the pouring rain for two and a half hours. Now, that was last, now a week ago, I got stranded at church. The church had to drive me home because they close at 1.30, and they, it, my ride was supposed to come. I called them, and they said, well, same thing. Well, the vehicle is disabled. We're coming at 3.30. Well, the church could not. They said, well, we we got, you know, and I only live 15 minutes. The church so how, how could they run a service and not have backup vehicles? I don't understand that. I mean, that's that's insane. I mean, vehicles do, mechanical things do occasionally break down. But you would think that they would have the foresight to say, well, we need, you know, always have a couple of emergency vehicles available in case one of our vehicles breaks down. That's absolute poor management. And, you know, if I could just jump in here, part of the problem, the the ride experience is um, my mother literally doesn't sleep the night before a trip because it's reached a point this is so chronic that how the state is running a paratransit service where you don't know when the next day you know comes is it there's so many things that you know can and usually do go wrong will it show up will it show up too late so as to negate taking a trip in the first place will it show up on the back end and the other thing is you have to do battle with them that's a common refrain that i hear from people who, who take the oh, ride yeah. particularly when they're, the the efforting and do you know when you call customer service the ride folks who you can attest to this what do you think that when you call uh that they pick up the phone right away the whole time is about 20 25 minutes you almost have to bring like a battery pack with you and yeah. we haven't gotten into this 
the mass transit police, for, for people who are truly feel that they're stranded, let's say, at the four-hour mark, uh, they're not really what you'd call empathetic. And if you can believe it, the mass transit police, and I hope people listen to this, in the event that somebody, you know, is really in a, in a tough spot, they have no direct, in 2022, they have no direct phone line from their center of operations to the dispatch center of the ride. They have the same customer service number. And you know what they will, they've told me on occasion? Call customer service the next day as if the idea, well, what about the immediate problem that I have? I mean, the, 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 the whole breakdown in not having proper protocols in place for a system that is so unreliable, uh, whether it's the ride itself, whether it's the, the transit police, but and this rises to the levels. One other point I want to make: this is not just discrimination. This is not just not providing a comparable level of service that the able-bodied folks, as bad as you think the the trains and buses are, it's a different order of magnitude of misery that ride ride are inefficient. Well, it's more than right, that. But it's, the it's, other thing it's, is, it's this gross. Rises Excuse to me, the Mark, level just for of, one second. Physical it's, abuse. Mark, hold on. It's gross negligence because this yes. is some. This yes. is not something that's a startup and they're working out the kinks. This has been a program that's been around since 1977, uh, and whatever problems that they might have anticipated, they should now. For example, as um, as Glenn said, have a backup system so that if there is a mechanical breakdown uh, or an accident, which are clearly foreseeable, right. you have a backup transportation. In Glenn's case, Glenn is not wheelchair bound. All they would need would be to say, "Okay, we're going to get you. We will call in Uber for you, or whatever the system is. Whatever the system is." Glenn, I'm, I got to get one more in here. I'm I'm limiting everybody tonight because I want to get as many folks in as possible. Okay. That's okay, Thank you, Glenn. I understand. Thank you, Glenn. Let me go next to Gene in Brookline. Gene, I'm going to get you in here before the break, but I want you to be quick. Okay, go right ahead, Gene. Really you're quickly. on with Mark Gotis. Hi, Mark. Thank you for what you're doing. First of all, so the, sure. the, two the, the time when they're way too early, I wanted to be at a restaurant at 5 o'clock. They picked me up at 3.20 p.m. It's a 10-minute ride, and I understand it's not my personal taxi service. So if they have to pick up others to drop off others, I have a problem with that. Well, guess what? It was just me. Then I had a Dexter's point one time at 12 by line said 11. They called the, the night before. I told me my pickup times. It was 1230. And there was a time I was at Roach Brothers. They, obviously, they forgot me. And after two hours, they sent an Uber. Another time they said they were looking for a driver. You don't have any extra ones. I think you should straighten out your program. Right. And the exactly other thing is, speaking of the logistics, the, there's a, the company that provides the service. It's called TransDev. It's a multi-million dollar software system. And as this caller is mentioning, if you go down, there's, we had mentioned this, we had discussed this earlier, Dan. There's no seeming rhyme or reason to the logistics of the ride service. So if you are going, you know, down the street, they can come an hour and a half before with no other passengers, or you can be going quite a distance away, and they'll they'll come 20 minutes before you need to get there, really leaving no room for error. You know, uh, so Absolutely. to have a multi, you know, it makes no sense. By the way, yes. the the the, ride, the website for the ride says that on November first, twenty twenty one, that's six months ago, the ride reverted to the Adept Booking Software System. 
So the, this, the software booking system that they have now has been in place since last November. It's called ADEPT. Um, yes, yeah. and you know, a, a, a little context on that. Every two to three years, there's a different iteration of, of a software program implemented. You, you can look this up. Uh, over the last six years, I think they've gone through at least three iterations of a software system implementation. But it really doesn't matter. It's so poorly run, um, whether it's a complex system or this ADEPT system is, is uh, allegedly more uh, streamlined. It doesn't make a difference. It all comes in the wash because it's the day-to-day -day operations that are so mismanaged. That's just a piece of it. All right, folks, we're at the 845, uh, 845 commercial break. So, Gene, i got to let you go, but I got you in before the break. Okay. Yeah, thank you much. Talk thank you, you so much. We'll be back, finish up talking about the ride. If you'd like to uh, continue this conversation, light these phone lines up. We have John, Tracy, and Candace coming up. 617-254-1030, I'm more than happy to take it into the next hour if you would like. If not, we're going to switch topics. The other lines that are full, I'm not even going to give that number out because those lines are full. So uh, we, um, we'll continue on and be right back. Everyone on the line now, we'll get you in. Don't worry. Coming back on Nightside. Now back to Dan Ray, live from the Window World Nightside Studios on WBZ News Radio. It's good. Right back to the phones. Like to get three calls in here before the break. John and Winthrop. John, next on Nightside. Go right ahead. Yeah. Hi. I uh, have run into a situation where both my wife and I are into this ride thing where you deposit money in for it, and so you book a ride, say to a doctor's office at, uh, say, Mass General, and you're there for a relatively short period of time, but you even get there ahead of time. In this case here, a half hour ahead of time. And the wife goes up. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To talk over the counter to the person that's going to get the information in connection with seeing the doctor. And at the meantime, she has a seizure. And this is booked for, uh, I don't know, an hour. And they put her in a uh, wheelchair to go to the emergency room at 55 Boot Street. And the husband goes along with her with another wheelchair. And they missed the ride going home. Okay, so what's the point, uh, John? I'm, you're giving us a lot of specifics, which we got the idea. So what, what, what was the result? The result was is that uh, they finally had to have that as a no-show going home, and we had to take the uh, re result of pleading with them because there was literally no other way we could get home after she had a seizure and I was struggling. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so there was so no flexibility. My, my John, idea uh, was, yeah. and I proposed this to several drivers, which uh, was included uh, about seven, ten years ago, uh, that if you have an account with the ride, you can ask for a one-way going home. Okay, One uh, John. Way. Look, I hear I hear your story there. They look. The question is, they're not flexible. I got other callers. I got to get to John. I'm so I apologize. But um, again, we got a lot of the specifics. But I think the point is, what you want to do is see them give you the option of one way to. to you don't have to always book round trips, right? Well, no, I usually book the uh, thing round trip. I get, I get it. And you're saying you'd like to be able to book one way rides. All I want to do is, if you have the money in there, try. Let them see if they can squeeze us in to get us home one way. Gotcha. Okay, thank you very much, John. Appreciate your call. Let me go to Tracy in Boston. Tracy, next on Night Saga. Right ahead. Hey, listen, thanks a lot, gentlemen. And uh, I, I applaud uh, the show. I'm a first-time listener, but applaud uh, the show opening up uh, the people who are uh, trying to help their parents look out for them. And, so I assume uh, the, you're a first-time caller as well. We'll elderly. give you a quick round of applause. Thanks for, for going on. What's your question? You're on with Mark uh, Gotis. Yeah, sure. Okay, so listen, two things here. Uh, first of all, it's apparent to me that neither one of you, the, uh, the your guest or you, Dan, um, I don't know your backgrounds, but I'll tell you, a day's notice, uh, moment's notice for an interview on the radio or wherever isn't uh, ideal. So, you know, cut the scene a little slack. I'm uh, not cutting them any slack again. at all. They're a big organization. They're a big agency, Tracy. Uh, we yeah, gave exactly. them the courtesy. Right, there's right, a lot of there's a lot of stations that, that do not give people no, the courtesy. Okay. Well, all let right, me finish. Right. You, you you made a criticism on my program. I'm going to respond yeah, to I it. Did. Yeah. We gave them the opportunity to come in, to be to be available on telephone. We're not talking about people traveling to a studio. I know, but all well, we how, wanted how, to be, how, how Again, Tracy, if you want to talk over that. me, I can just move on to another caller. Your choice. Okay, I know I'm not sitting in your show right now. The second point I want to make. No, okay, I'm going to finish my point you, before you make your second point. I'm going to finish my point by telling you it is not unreasonable for us at 2 o'clock in the afternoon to tell them about a program that's going to be on six hours later and an organization like this cannot provide a spokesperson in a period of six hours. That's, that, is, that is unacceptable. Go ahead. Make your second right, point. Dan, very, very subjective call there. My second point is not subjective. It's that all of your guests who are ride users who have been stood up or hung up and been disappointed you got to get alternatives. you got to phone a buddy. You've got to develop a network so that if the ride's not there to take you, someone else is. Have you ever dealt with the ride, Tracy? If I could, I'm just curious. Have you ever um, been uh, either a... Um, yeah, absolutely uh, not, Dan, but you know what? I'm not someone who has one solution only. Okay, well, okay, so, so Tracy, yeah. I don't know that everybody, uh, I'm able-bodied, I assume you're able-bodied, I'm pretty flexible, but think about what it's like to be in a wheelchair sometime, and you're dealing there with your mom, I and you're trying to get her home on time. You know what, you, and I take my mom to appointments she needs to go to, and my brother does, and my okay. neighbor does, and right. someone, okay? Find well, then send, Governor, send Governor Baker a letter and tell him the ride's doing a you terrific know what? It's job. it's not his deal. This is a business. He, the it, state it is his deal. It's his Department of Transportation. This is on the line, Dan. And uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I don't have patience with, uh, with that. Um, <laughs> Mark, uh, we're going to continue this into the next hour, okay? Um, and I, I'm disappointed to end on a call as unempathetic as that. Um, but my suspicion is that they probably worked for the ride. And the purpose in calling was to defend the ride's absence from here. Um, so, but most of the calls were, were very empathetic.
And Mark, we're going to continue into the next hour, okay. and we'll continue to talk about this. And when okay. and if the ride wants to be in the show, we'll incorporate you into the show. Okay? Is Mark still there? Yes, I'm still here. Yes. Okay. Uh, I was wondering, is, are you going to a break now, or could I make a comment based on that last caller? Um, make it very quickly, because I got a break for the the nine o'clock news. Sure. Sure. It's it's easier said than done. I had mentioned to you, you know, all, there are alternatives, but, you know, whereas the ride is, you know, a reasonable fee for a lot of low-income folks, there's any number of issues. A, a private share car transport is anywhere from 50 to $150. And the taxi alternatives, uh, they're actually not really designed to book the day before. It, it, they're the opposite of the ride. They basically provide wheelchair transport services the same day. And it's it's a catch catch as catch can if you if you will with them because a lot of the taxi drivers with the handicapped vehicles they're independent contractors, and on any given day you know they may not want to be in service. I don't I don't think Mark that I don't think that I don't think that Tracy probably is even bothering to listen to what you're saying. Anyone who cannot understand the difference between you or me going by ourselves without the the problems that your mom is dealing with or others with disabilities it's unfair to dismiss it and say to them well you should have other options um, mark i got to run we're going to continue easy. into the next hour uh thanks for being with us tonight and hopefully we've started a conversation which will continue okay okay thank you mark have a great night good night coming back on nightside right after nine o'clock news with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.